Mishpatim Rishay. Pasuk Aleph, Perek Chaf Aleph, chapter 21, verse 1. And these are the ordinances, the rules that you should place before them. So Hashem is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, while Moshe Rabbeinu was on Har Sinai, and we learned before that Moshe Rabbeinu went up for 40 days with Hashem on Har Sinai, in which Hashem taught him all the halachas. So Hashem tells him, and these are the ordinances that you should place before them. So Trashi Ve'ilahamishpotim Ve'ilahamishpotim and these are the ordinances. So Trashi Kolmokim Shenemar Eila any time where it says Eila these Poisel Esarishonim. He excludes the earlier ones. Because you're saying these as opposed to the ones before. But when it says Ve'ila and these Moisif Al Horishonim he's adding to the earlier ones. Mahorishoinim Misinai, just like the earlier ones, are said to him. From Sinai, Afeilu Misinai, there's also Misinai. So in the previous parsha it says, Hashem El Moshe, Yisrael, it's Behemshech to to the um, to the Aseris Adibris in which the uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was on Har Sinai. So Hashem says to Moshe over there, Koisoimar of Bnei Yisrael, Atabri Isam, and Lechayre, it's Mashma in the Pashtus, that Moshe Rabbeinu went down on that day and said it to them, and then Lechayre went up again um, after telling them these dinim, he went down up again, and then he was 40 days and 40 nights with Hashem. But the Posik Ve'ela is telling us, that um, and these two were said from Sinai. Those are part of the halachas that Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu on Har Sinai. Afeilu mis Sinai. V'lo monismecha parshis dinim leparshis Why is this section of the laws that are dealing with halachas uh, dinim, meaning basically? Um, um, uh, as we'll see in the Pasik with, with, with monetary, other different laws, the laws of Dinim, of Mishpatim. So, why are they ordinances? Why are they brought close, the Parsha's Mizbeach, to the section of the Mizbeach, which we before learned at the end of the Parsha? Laimarloch, to teach you, to tell you, Shatosim Sanhedrin, Islam Migdash. So that the Sanhedrin should be next to the Mizbeach, next to the Migdash or the Mizbeach. Uh, and that's why the Pasik comes uh, over here. Now, the Pasik says, the Mishpatim Asher Tosim Lifneim. Tosim Lifneim, you should place before them. It doesn't say that you should teach them. It doesn't say that you should teach them. It says you should place before them. So what is Hashem saying to Moshe by placing before them? It shouldn't enter your mind to say, I'll teach them the chapter. I'll teach them the halacha. The chapter meaning, uh, you know, regular perik, maybe a perik from Mishnah, or a chapter, any chapter, or any halacha. Beis uh, Gimopamim two or three times. Achitehei Sedura Bifiem Kimishnosa until it's going to be organized in their mouth as it was learned, so they can repeat it 
and I'll tell them two, three times, and they can repeat it. I will not trouble myself to give them to understand the reason for the matters. Upirusheris explanation. I'll just put it in front of them. That's why it says, Asher Tosim Hashem is saying you should place it before them. Place it before them, meaning It's like placing like a prepared table which is prepared to eat before the person, so that the person can go right away and eat from it. So what means lifneim? You place it before. You don't just tell it to them. You don't repeat it to them, but you place it. You make it in such a way that it's all prepared for them. So he says, It has to be, you put it for them, but not before Goyim. So Rashi, what is this coming to tell you? I feel that the laws need to be placed before them, before a Jewish court. These are the laws that you have to put before them, before Jews. So Rashi, that you cannot place Mishpotim, you cannot do judgment in front of non-Jews, non-Goyim. Even if you know, like in one rule, shame done in Eisigidin Israel that they judge it like the Jewish court. So you're going to say, so what loss is there? Since they're going to judge it the same way because they have the same rules as the Jewish laws in this din. Do not bring it in their courts. Because one who brings Jewish laws or Jewish judgments, judgments amongst Jews in front of Goyim, he desecrates the name, meaning God, name of God, and he makes dear the name of Avedazora to make it uh, important. As the Posik says, in the Vorim Lamed Gimel, the Vorim Lamed Beis Posk Lamed Alam, it says, "Kiloi Kitsureinu Suram Veoiveinu Plili." Our God is not like their God, and uh, and our uh, and our enemies, meaning the the the, the Gentiles, is uh, is Veinu uh, Plili. Um, when our enemies are the judges, plilim, when our enemies are the judges, um, this is a testimony to the being esteemed uh, their deity, their thing that they fear, their avidizora. So, um, but Hashem is not like them. In other words, we 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 cannot be machshiv them. We cannot make them important. So, in other words, when our enemies judge us, they are sort of equating themselves uh, that Tzurein is Tzurem. Tzurein is not like Tzurem. Our rock is not like their rock. But when Avenu Pelilim, you, 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 you're almost saying that their, uh, that their rock is like our rock. It's not Tzurein and Tzurem. So therefore, you must make sure that Avenu Pelilim doesn't take place. That you shouldn't judge in their course. Posting base. So now, we start with the actual laws. Kisikna Eved Ivri. When you buy, when you buy a Hebrew slave, Sheish Shonim Yavid, he serves for six years, Uvashvi Yetze Lachov Shichinom, and on the seventh year, he goes out to freedom without charge, Chinom, without pay. So Krashi, Kisikna Eved Ivri, what does it mean you buy 
a Hebrew slave, Eved Shahu Ivri, that you're buying a slave who is a Hebrew who is Jewish. Or perhaps no, maybe Eved Ivri means that you're buying an Eved from an Ivri, you are buying a slave from an Ivri. But who is the slave? Eved Kanani Yisrael. You're buying a non-Jewish slave, a Canaanite slave, who you brought from a Yisrael. Canaanite means Lavdavke. It says the word Canaanite here, but Canaanite means a guy because the Canaanite is Leishchaya Kol Neshama Lechera. But the Eved Canaanite is Lechata Yim Yisrael, a guy, a slave that you've purchased from a Yid. With regards to this kind of slave, he says, Sheishonim Yavid, that you should serve for six years. Umani Mikayim. So how would you then, if we're going to say that if you buy a Goyish slave, an Eved Kanani from a Yid, you can only work with him for six years. So how would I fulfill the Pasuk, where it says, You should give him his inheritance to your children after you, that slaves are property that gets inherited. So you're going to say, If you buy a slave from a goy, then you buy it it's for permanently, so it goes to the next generation. It gives over an inheritance. But if you buy it from a yid, she goes out at the sixth year. That's why the verse tells us, When your brother, the ivri, your brother, the ivri, will be sold to you, and over there the Pasuk continues talking in Mishnah Torah about the six years and about the Yoival. So, we're only talking about a Chicha by your brother. This whole thing over there it also talks about the Sheish Yomim Yavid. So therefore we're saying it's only talking about a Yiddish slave. Ki Sikna, when you buy, you're buying it from whom? We're buying a Hebrew slave. When you're buying it, you're buying it from the hand of Bezdin. The Bezdin is selling it to you. Why is Bezdin all of a sudden selling a Hebrew for a slave? They sold him because of a theft. Like it says in the Pasuk later on, later on the Pasuk. If he stole, and he doesn't have one to pay back his theft, so he'll be sold for his theft, so it says you sell him. Who sells him? The Bezdin sells him. So when you buy that slave from Bezdin, the Bezdin sold, then you go out, or maybe no. Maybe we're talking about not that he's sold by Bezdin, but one who sells himself because he is pressed. He doesn't have any money. He needs money, so he sells himself as a slave in order to make money so that he has money. But maybe if he's sold by Bezdin, he shall not go out on the sixth year because Bezdin will sell him for whatever it takes to get enough money for him to, uh, to pay for the Geneva. When it says in the Pasuk, that when your brother becomes poor and he's sold to you, so the Torah talks about a case where a person sells himself because he's pressed, he doesn't have any money. So what can I fulfill the verse again that you will buy? So that you sell by Bezdin, even when you're sold by Bezdin, is only he worked for six years. So he goes out after six years, the Chavshi goes out the Chavis to freedom. Pasi Gimel. In Begapa Yavai, Begapa Yetzi. If he comes in alone, 
then he goes out alone. Imbal uh, Ishahu, but if he's a married man when he comes in, the then his wife goes out with him. Explains Rashi what's going on here. If he's alone, he wasn't married a wife, renders it by himself. If he wasn't married, the meaning of the word, the language of begapa is an expression, it means uh, with the uh, with his cut off, with his the edge, the shirt, skirt, a cloak, meaning in the edge, meaning with his garment. He goes in just with his cloak, meaning by himself, there's nothing else to him. So if he does that, uh, within his clothing, in the corner of his garment. What did it mean? Begapa Yates, he goes up by himself. Magid, this teaches us, Shi'im loy hoyonosi If he has not been married from the beginning, when he went in, ein rabbi moiser loy shifcha kananis, his master cannot give to him a kananite maidservant, loy lid minana avodim, to give birth from her servants, so that the children that will be born from the male, his servant should have, uh, you know, servants, shivcha, children from the shivcha. Uh, it says, Begapo Yetze, he goes out by himself, meaning that the master cannot give him a, a wife. But in Bal Ishahu, but if he was married, um, then his wife uh, goes out with him. So, Rashi, Bal Ishahu means Israelis. If he's married to a Jewish woman, so then his wife goes out when he goes out. Who brought her in that she goes out? She was never belonged to the to the master. The master only bought from Bezdin the, the, the male servant. The Pasik tells you one who buys from Bezdin the Avad Ivri, he's obligated to feed his wife and his children. So he goes out, meaning he doesn't have any more the responsibility. Now, what happens as we're learning, if his master gives him a wife, in other words, he has an Ishi Israelis, and his master gives him another another wife, of a Kananis, and she gives birth to him, sons, my daughters, the woman and her children remain to the master, and he goes out by himself. From here we know that this master has permission to present him, to give him a Kananet maidservant, to give birth from her uh, slaves. Or perhaps if the master gives him another wife, meaning not a Shifcha Kananis, but a Jewish woman, the master should have a right to give Talmud Laimar, the Pasik tells you, the woman and her children will be to her master. So the woman herself 
will be to the master too. So he must be talking about a Canaanite woman. If it was a Jewish woman, then the children would belong to her. Because if she was a Jew, a Hebrew, she too would go out by the sixth year. Even if she goes out before six years, she brings sign of adulthood, she goes out. As the Pesach says in Dvarim Tavav Yud Beis, Achicha Ivri Oi Ha Ivriya. So that's talking about B'Sheish. Malamet Shafa Ivriya Yitzah B'Sheish. So that also the uh, Jewish maidservant goes out uh, on the uh, on the sixth B'Sheish on him. So this is why. Um, um, but so that we know that it goes out b'sheish. But we also know that uh, she goes it even before sheish. Also, if she brings uh, simoni. Pasuk hey vi'im amoir yoymar ha'eved. But if the slave says, "Ahavti es adoni," I love my master as ishti. My wife is bonai because he has children with the. I don't want to go out for free. He wants to stay there. As Ishti, my wife has Shivcha. Because, Rashi saying, because he, he only he must have another wife. Because if he didn't have another wife first, the rabbi cannot give him a, a, a Shivcha Kranis. So he says he loves the wife over there that is with him and his children. So, the master shall bring him to Elikim. Over here is Elikim. To the judges, the word Elohim we all it all the all the time Elohim, as uh, meaning also the uh, So So he has to bring him to consult with the basin. He has to consult with those who sold them. They sold them. He has to go back to them. So he brings them to Elohim. So he uh, brings him close to the door or to, or to the doorpost. And his master shall bore his ear with an owl, with an owl. Uh, and he shall serve him forever. We'll see in Rashi. You have to bring him to Beisden. He has to consult his sellers, the one who sold it to him. As we learned, this is talking about Meichel Beisden. Um, I wonder if by Meichel Atzmai, do we also apply the same halacha that um, when you sell yourself, that you have to bring him Elohim, or over there it doesn't apply? Because from Rashi's reasoning over here, it seems as it's talking about uh, those who sold it to him. And actually, in the Pasuk over there, it doesn't say, Over there it just says, So it doesn't say uh, with regard to Elohim. Um, so maybe this is what Rashi is saying over here, that Lebezdin, only by this case, because Bezdin sold them. But as Rashi said before, over there is talking about Kiyom uh, that is talking about that he sold himself because of that. To the door or to the doorpost. Uh, so it seems either one. You bring him to the door or to the doorpost. 
Yochel shetehei hamezuzah k'sheila You might think that the doorpost is kosher to bore on it. Talmud loimar. So the pasuk teaches you in the varim. The varim tells what pasuk you died. Zayin of the pasuk says, "Venosatay beoznei ubadelas." It says specifically in the door. Badelas v'loimar mezuzah has to be in the door and not in the post. So why is the pasuk saying here into the door or into the mezuzah? We prepare the door. We compare the door to the doorpost. Just like the doorpost is while it's standing, also the door is while it's standing. Now the as Oznoi Bamarceya. Dr. Ashi, which ear? Oznoi Bamarceya, the bore is ear. Which ear? So, Trasha, Yemonis is the right ear. Oyein Elusmoil, maybe it's left ear. Talmud Loimar, the Pesach says here, Oizen, Oizen, Lixere Shava. There's a word, Oizen, Oizen. We'll learn Lixere Shava. Nemarkan, over here it's written, Verotza, Doinov, Es Oznoi. Over here it's written that the master will bore his ear. Venemar, Bimitsoira, and it's written by Mitsoira. Tnuch oizen hametayer, word oizen there in Vayikro Yidal Yidalf, which is written the oizer, it says Hayimonis, Malahalan Hayimonis, just like there is the right of Kama Hayimonis. So, here too is the right one. Umaro oizen lirotza mikol sharivorim shibuguf. Why did he see fit to bore thee from all other limbs of the body? Umaro oizen lirotza mikol sharivorim shibuguf. Why? Was the ear been chosen? Why was it chosen from all other limbs in the body? Om Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai said Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai. So in Yiddushin Chobeis Amad Beis, Oizen Sheshom Al Har Sinai, the ear that heard on Mount Sinai, Loi Tignai, you shall not steal. V'holach v'gonav, and he went and it stole. Tirot, so that should be born. Um, so that's why uh, it uh, is born now. The Gneva over here that we're talking about, uh, Rashi said before, by the Signif, it's talking about Signif by person. And over there, Rashi said, the reason why we're talking about it, talking about Signif a person, is because by the subject matter over there is death, like the other things which, which the Pasik talks about, Leitirzach and Leitinov, which is death penalty. So that's why Leitinov is also death penalty. But it's not the Makhru Bezdin. Rashi says the other Pasik that it says, that talks about uh, money that you stole. But uh, Rashi brings the Pasik, I guess there is still, even though the Leitignoiv means nefesh, stealing a person, kidnapping, but it also it can include, by extension, also regular Gneva. That's why it's used over here in this case. And they went and they stole Tiroza. Then it should be born. And what about when a person sells himself where he didn't violate that Sinai, <laughs> The ear that heard at Mount Sinai. So over there, the Pasik says, uh, Now, this is a Pasik that says, Avodim Um, L'chayra, um, uh, 
how do we see that that is Al Har Sinai? Uh, more likely in Har Sinai, they heard the Nechashem Lekechash, it's a Sikham in base Avodim, and Rashi says of the Sikham base Avodim, this Harzer, it's a Sikham Nas Shatim Shabodimli. So you're Avodim to Hashem. That would seem more Shisham Al Har Sinai. This Posik in Libna Israel Avodim, where is this a Posik of, 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 of Har Sinai specifically? They should say, Kilibna Yisrael, Avodim him. So, Oizen Shishom al Har Sinai, does Rashi mean the Posse Kilibna Yisrael Avodim? The Posse Kilibna Yisrael Avodim is not clearly that they didn't hear al Har Sinai. It doesn't say anywhere in the Posse that they heard the Har Sinai. And if Rashi says that this is the Posse they heard al Har Sinai, so maybe that led to Gnavi also in Har Sinai. I mean, the Har Sinai, as far as we know, was the Aseris Adibris. And that's not part of the Aseris Adibris. And why would Rashi say the Pasuk Avodim just to say that they shouldn't sell themselves? Hashem says, say, But Hashem says, Tirotza. Reb Shimon would darshan another v'sich from the Rebbe. We have to look at the sich of the Rebbe with this pasuk. Reb Shimon would darshan mikrozek imin chaymer. He would learn this pasuk in a uh, beautiful manner, like a bundle of pearls. Chaymer is a bundle of pearls. Manish tanu delosum zuzum mekolbai kelim shabbais. Why is the uh, how the door and the post uh, different than all the uh, vessels of the of the house? Uh, Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem said, uh, you know that we chose them. Dalasu Mezuzah, the door and the and the doorposts show Edim Mitzrayim. They were witnesses in Egypt. Kishabasachti al Hamashkif, when I jumped over the uh, the lintel, Val Shteya Mezuzahs, and over the the uh, two doorposts. Vamarti, and I said, Kilibnei Yisrael Avodim. Uh, and I said that to me, the Bnei Yisrael, Allah Vodim. But I don't understand what Rashi is saying here, but the Abish that Rashi brings down, that when Abish says that when he Pasachti, Vamarti Kili Bnei Yisrael, Allah Vodim. The Pasach Kili Bnei Yisrael, Allah Vodim is actually in Bahar, in Chavaikro Chavav Chavhei Pasach Nun Hei. In the Chumash, we don't find before Libnei Yisrael Avodim. Rashi said it before. Oizin Shasham al Harsina Libnei Yisrael Avodim. Now Rashi says, Vamarti Libnei Yisrael Kishapasachti al Amashkir Vashteim Zuzus. So we have to say that the Eibush said it then too, even though in the pasuk it doesn't say anywhere Libnei Yisrael Avodim over there. Avodai Heim Veloy Avodim La Avodim. They're married servants and not servants to servants. And this one went and purchased a master for himself. He should be uh, the board drilled in front of them, in front of these the Dallas and the Mezuzah. There's no mention of Mashkov, even though the Mashkov was, uh, the dam was put on the Mezuzah, the Mashkov. And the, um, even though the Mezuzah, Rashi said before already also, they didn't bore in the Mezuzah. But the mezuzah is just as Rashi says over here. Uh, is is just said that it has to be, um, it has to be meumad. But I guess that that doesn't apply to the mashkev over here. Is um, the mashkev would have not doesn't fit. What does mean? The world servants forever. The Rashi had a yovel until the jubilee year, till the fiftieth year. Or maybe it means like the simple meaning, forever. Talmud loymar vayikro chafei yud. 
Over there it says in the Pesach, that everybody uh, returns um, to the family. So uh, this Pesach apparently, since by Yehovah it says, it applies to every person, doesn't matter whether he was bored or uh, whether he was drilled his ear, or regular person, a man returns to his family, or else, uh, what else can we talk about? I mean, everybody is the family, the only one who's not in the family. I mean, we're trying to find out how do we know this is talking about somebody who's, you know, was drilled. Who other, who, who else is not part of their family? <laughs> only the one who, um, who, uh, who, um, you know, who's been drilled. But maybe the passage refers to that if the Yovel Pogaboy, uh, uh, but Rashi over there says that it says two psukim. It says So each one returns to his uh, to his portion. But then Rashi says that that is coming to include the one who was nirza. Um, and this is a there says because he returns to the achuza because he's freed. So already we know already about every other person that he goes free. I don't know who the other person must be. Somebody who was not nirza, a regular uh, person who's maybe within the sheishonim. If the yevul comes, he, he goes free. But this one is will also be mishpachtes tashuv. So magid shechamishim shana kuriyoyim. So this teaches us that when it says chamishim shana, that means uh, forever because it says vavadiloyim. V'loishay yoyim they call chamishim shana. It's not that he has to work it for a retired 50 years. He works to him till the Yevil, whether it's close or whether it's distant. Uh, regardless, in this case, he always has to uh, uh, work him for the um, um, only up to the Yevil. But the Sheish Shonim that you have If a man sells his daughter as a maidservant. We'll see when a man, when a person has a right to sell his daughter as a maidservant. Um, so the Torah uh, uh, she does not go out from her master as do uh, other slaves go free. We'll soon see what we're talking about over here in Rashi. And when a man sells his daughter for a maid servant, the Posik is talking about while the daughter was a ketana, while she was a minor. You may think that even after she has brought the sign that she's become an adult already, that he can still sell her. Amrit, then the answer you'll say, it's a it's a foratory, of course. Since we see that even if she had been sold before she was a Gedoyle, before she brought Simoni, she would go out with sign, as we will learn out that this sign is what the signs of simonim, the signs of a, of godless that she became a gadoila, is something which would 
take her out from her master. So if she was already sold beforehand, the signs would make take her out. As it says in the Pasuk, in Pasuk Yudalaf, that she goes out free without money is coming to exclude. Uh, that they're coming to include that she would go out on the We learn it that this goes it refers to the signs of Nidus that she became an idol and then she would go out free. So she ain't a she's not sold. Isn't it uh of course that she should not be uh sold? So therefore we're saying that Yimke is bitoy is talking about that he sold a kitana. She shall not go out like the slaves go out. What does it mean she doesn't go out, the slaves go out? Like the slaves who are knanite, non-Jewish slaves, maidservant slaves, how they go out, she doesn't go out. They go out by the tooth of the eye. If the master bangs out the eye of the tooth of a slave, the Torah says later on that they would go out free. But this one, the katana, she does not go out if her master uh, knocked out a tooth or an eye, she would not go out. That doesn't take This one does not go out, that's not a a uh, exit for her, it's not a, a freedom for her, she doesn't go out free by her tooth or eye. Ella, but how does she go out? Oivedes sheish. Either she serves for six years, like we said before, by the Ebedivri that she works for six years, sheishanim yavit, so she serves for six. Or if the Yevil comes in between, then she goes out by the Yevil. Or until she brings Simon in Iris, and she became an Ida, then she would go out free. The Cholakoidim, whatever comes first, whether it's the six years, whether it's the Yoibel, or whether it's the Simonim, Koidim Lucherusa, that is, breaks her free first. So what happens to the eye or the tooth if he knocked it out? The Nois in law, he has to pay her the money for her eye, the money of her tooth. So Trashi, perhaps no. Maybe it's not so. What does it mean she doesn't go out like the slaves go out? It means she doesn't go out with Sheshu Yevo. And it's talking about the Avodim would then mean, Avodim would mean the Avod, Avod Ivri. And the Avod Ivri goes out with Sheshu by the six years of service or by Yevo. And this is what the Torah meant, let's say, Talmud Laimar. So the Pasik tells us in Dvorim Tazvav Yudbeis, it says, Ki mocher lecha ochicha ivri ivriyo. If your brother will be sold to you, and the Torah specify a man, a Ivri, or a, or a woman. The Torah equates the Ivri to the Ivri to all of his going out. Now that parsha over there talks about the... Um, the idea that after six years they go out and what happens uh, if he doesn't uh, want to go out by six years it says and we already learned so we learned the oilam over there as Rashi said before 
Vavodei Le'olam means Shnasa Yoivel. We learned it before, Rashi wrote down that it's Yoivel. And that Pasuk says, Achicha Ivra Ivriya. So it's the same. In both of these exits, the side, the Sheisha, and the side, the Yoivel, that applies to an Ivriya just like an Ivri. So we know, I don't understand so much the Lashon Makish Ivri Ali Ivri. It's not just Makish. The Pasuk Beferish says over there, Ki Macher Lacha Chicha Ivri Ivri. It's more than Makish. It's the Pasuk says, Avodcha Sheishanim Ubashon Hashvistes Shalchenu Chavshim Imach. So it says that the Sheish goes out Sheish, uh, and then. Uh, then, but maybe this is with the Yoivu part, because the Pasuk continues, So the Torah tells you also by the Amma you do so, and it also tells you about the Eved uh, Oilom. So maybe, maybe we would say that the Eved Oilom uh, only applies to the... Um, um, the, the Yovel would not apply. It's, 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 only, it's mostly for the Yovel, because by the Yovel you cannot argue maybe that it doesn't fit. Uh, it, it doesn't say Beferish. So maybe that's why I need Makish Ivri Ali Ivri. Because that we learn out from another Pasik where it doesn't say Beferish um, the, um, the uh, Ivriya. Because Yovel, I said before, we learn out from the Isha Mishpachti Teshuvim Vayikra. And over there it doesn't say Beferish. Uh, uh, so that's why we need the Hekish to tell us that. So, so what does it mean she doesn't go out like Teis Avodim? It doesn't talk about Avodim uh, Ivrim because she does go out like them. But she doesn't go out the uh, main limbs, which is the, like the eye and the tooth, the eye and the tooth and the limbs like it. Uh, that she doesn't go Talmud Leimar. Leitetik to Rosh Hashanah ki avod kiranim. So leitetik malatiyet says avodim. Leitetik Rosh Hashanah ki avodim ki avodim kiranim. Not like avodim ivrim, but like the avodim kiranim with Rosh Hashanah. But rather the the master pays her for her Rosh Hashanah for her eye and and her tooth or the Rosh Hashanah. Yachal ha ivri yitzim Rosh Hashanah. So you might think that the Ivri would go out because the Torah says Lo say say. It's only the woman will not go out because like, but maybe the male will go out. So we learn again Over here we're going to equate the Ivri to Ivri. We equated the Ivri to Ivri like I said before. Like now we're going to equate the Ivri to the Ivri. My Ivri in the just like the Ibriya doesn't go out with Rosh Varim, he also would not go out with Rosh Varim, but rather the master would have to pay him for the Rosh Varim. Posik Ches. Im ro'o If she is displeasing to the eyes of her master, asher lo'i He did not designate it for, him, for himself. As we'll see in Rashi, the Amazon, he should take this Oma, the master should take, he should marry her, she'd become his wife. But she is displeased when the father sells his daughter to as a maidservant, he's really giving it away to him as a Kiddushin for marriage. But she's displeasing in the eyes of her master, he does not wish to marry her. So then the Pasik says, Vehevda. 
So he shall allow her to be redeemed. Rashi is going to explain how he's going to help her be redeemed. So the first thing is he should marry her. If he doesn't want to marry her, she displeased, doesn't want to marry her, so then he should redeem her. Uh, but he says, You shall not uh, rule over her. In other words, even though he's her master, you cannot rule over her uh, to sell her. Lam uh, Nochri means to another person. You can't sell it to another. To Losh Lam Nochri seems like a uh, strange nation, but not here. It doesn't mean a nation. It means just another person. He can't sell it to another person. He cannot make give her as an ama to another person. He says, and he betrays her. In other words, he doesn't want to marry her, right? What's going to happen? She's going to go out free soon. He has to allow for her to redeem herself. But he's not allowed to sell her to another person, so the other person will marry her or whatever, become her master. She does not find favor. She does not carry favor. She does not carry grain, grace in his eyes for her to gather her in, meaning to marry her. He doesn't want to marry her. Asher lo yado, and he did not designate it for himself. He should have designated it for himself. He should have taken him for a wife. Now, Rashi says, The money that he gave to the father when he purchased her, because the Gim should be Tila'oma. So he gave money to the father. Who Kesef Kiddushah? That is the money itself. That money itself is the money for her Kiddushin, for her betrothal. Kan Ramaz Lacha Kosuv. Here the Pasik hints to you. Torah doesn't say he should. He says he did not designate it. The Torah hints to you. She mitzvah be you, that it's a mitzvah in him designating and marrying her. The Ramaz Lacha, and the Torah also hinted to you. She does not need, does not require any other betrothal, any other money. That giving over to the slave is already her kiddushin. Because otherwise the Torah would have said uh, or anything like that. But the Torah just says meaning that he only what he needs to do is designate it for himself and use that kesef that he bought her with as the kesef kiddushin as if he gave that for her kiddushin. So then he has to help her redeem herself. What does it mean to He must give her space so she can redeem and she can leave him. What does it mean? He needs to also help out to redeem her. What is this place? How does he help her out? What is this place that he gives to her? Because he takes off, he deducts from her redemption for what it costs to redeem her, as the amount of years that she has worked for him. And it is as if she was hired for him. So now we look at those years and the money as if he hired her for that amount of money, not as a Omo and not somebody that he could owns her, or not someone that can make the Kesek Kedusha, but as if she was hired. Kate's at house, so... She, she, she goes free, and she has to pay him for the money that, that he would give her? No, she has to, she, he has to, he has to deduct for her freedom. If she can come up with the money to redeem herself, uh, he has to take off some money. Kate said, look at the Rashi. Anytime she, she has money, she can redeem herself. 
Ketzad, how so? If he bought her from her father for a mona, for a hundred. And she worked by him for two years. So we say to the father, You were known, you had known, that she is destined to go out at the end of six. So in other words, you bought her for a mona, for six years, so we're talking about that he, yeah, to the first six years. So Nimtza, so it turns out Shekonisa Vidus Kolshona Vishona, that you bought the work for each year and year. Bishishi Samana, sixth of Amana for a year, because that's the amount of time she's been working for you. Vasisa Etzlach Shteimana, and she did by you two years. In other words, she really worked two years. Hare Shlishi Samana. So two. Uh, Two of uh, two of uh, two years uh, is already a third of the mana because there's three times two years and six years, right? So two years, she has already worked for one third of the mana. So two stashlishes a mana, take two thirds of the mana of the hundred. The tetzavas shall go out from you. Now, the thing is, that's why he's helping her because he can't say no, no, no. I want the whole mana. That means he has to give it away because we look at it like a schirus that he has to deduct for what she's already worked. You can't say if you want to go free, she has to get to give the whole mana. Now, in all this, l'chayra, does it make a difference if the prices went up or they went down? We just look at the hundred that she was given at the time. That's divided, and you know, even if it becomes more expensive or cheaper, labor becomes cheaper. It won't. Uh, these things doesn't, doesn't move at l'chayra. At least that's the way we know for now. La'am nochri lo'yim she'lemachre. To another person, he should not rule over her to sell her. Einer ha'shoyi lemachre la'achar. He's not permitted to sell her to somebody else. Now Rashi says, lo'y ha'odin ve'lo'y ha'av. Not the master and not the father. Uh, so it doesn't matter anymore. In other words, if she goes out free or whatever, they don't have any more right to uh, sell her. If he betrays her, if he comes to betray her, not to fulfill with her the mitzvah of designated for himself. And also, will also father because he betrayed her, is because that's also called a betrayal. She sold him to this, to this person. So even the the father selling her is considered to be a betrayal too. So once he sold her, he cannot sell it to anybody else, and the father cannot sell it to anybody else. But the Torah gives now another option. And if he designates it for his son, then according to the law of the daughters, uh, he has to do to her. So he has to treat her like a just like the 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 bonus, just like any Jewish daughter, she has to be treated the same way. Lechayra, um, this is um, this is bonus. The law applies to the to the father too, not only the son. It's just the Torah just gives you There could be another case of yodana, and the sort of the pasuk just concludes kemishta bonus law. Then she has to be dealt with in all cases, whether Latsmay or Libnoi. But the Im Libnoi Yodana, Zakrashi Ha'odin, if the Odin, the master designates for himself.
this teaches us that even the son can also come instead of him to be miyader if the father wants the father of the uh, of the maidservant who was sold to him wants to uh, she he can designate from son and she becomes the son's uh, wife the son doesn't have to be Mekadesh or any other Kedushin but he says to her you are to me designated to me with the money that your father has received for your money and that is enough for him to be Mekadesh but the Eloche is as we're going to learn that means the She'er that is the um the sustenance to feed her and kisus that means the clothing and the time that he has to spend with her that's the uh, obligation to her like the mishpat abonis to this one uh, to the maidservant to prosecute if he takes uh, another wife uh, for himself um, so and this is talking about uh, the master, if he does, uh, he does designate it, or the son, to take another wife in addition to her. Sheirok yigra. Nevertheless, so that there is still the sheirok yigra. His obligations to her, he cannot take away. So, so I think that acheres means the master or the son. Either way, on top of her, in addition to her. From the maidservants that he already was miyayed. So we're talking about then if he takes another, another wife, uh, then he has to continue with the amma uh, that he already has. That is the food, that the sustenance. Kisusa is kimashma. That's the clothing, and they know so that's tashmish. And if he does not do these three things for her, which three things he doesn't do for her? He doesn't, Rashi is going to explain. He doesn't, um, uh, he, he doesn't, um, he's not yayed her, and he's not giving it her son, and he's not redeeming her. So he goes out free without money. We'll see Rashi what it means. If one of the above three things he doesn't do. What are the three things? He either designates it for himself, or for his son, or he takes away from the uh, redemption, the takes as you go and goes out. Now, you got him a pijoyna, I don't think it's up to him. I mean, if she comes up with the money, he must be Magarvehebdo. It's not uh, up to him. But the reason he didn't do it is because Kabbalah didn't come with the money. I didn't think that that is something which is up to him. It's not lo yaselo that he, he, if he doesn't do that, because that thing is not if. That's something which he didn't do, but it's not, he's a, a balabas on that. That's if she, he has to give her a space to redeem herself if she wants to. But vizel lo yod, as Rashi touches out, Rashi says, Beferish, vizel lo yod aloi, he didn't designate it for himself. Uh, not for himself and not for his son she didn't have the money to redeem herself from him by paying him off 
So then the Torah says, V'yotzechinam en kosef, she goes out free without money. So what are we trying to tell us over here? The Torah, Ribalo Yitziah, the Zu Yoyser Mimashadib Alavodim. So the Torah added to her another exit, another freedom that she goes out more than other slaves because we know already she goes out but here because we learn later on but here we tell you telling you she goes out without money so so what is this exit that we're talking about here that she goes out to teach you she takes a bisimonim the rest already mentioned before that she does goes out by showing signs of an she stays with him until she brings the signs of an if six years come up before she becomes an Ida, so we learn that she goes out, as we said in Dvarim So there it says that she goes out, the famous six years. So why does it say over here that she goes out free? She called If the Simonim of Nidus come to her before the six years, she still goes out with them. How do we know that it's talking about Simone Nidus? Maybe it means Simone Bagrus. Maybe she goes out alone, she becomes a Bagrus. The Bagrus takes place six months after she becomes a Nida. Nida, she brings the first Simonim. And after she brings the Simonim, six months later, she becomes a Bagrus. So how do we know maybe she should go out when she's a Bagrus, not when she's a Nida? Talmud Loimar, the Pesach says two things here. Ein Kesef. Yotzechinam, and then it says Ein Kesef. So the rabbis that's coming to include you see is bagris. So that's so we say she goes out chinam and then it says without money. What does it say? We know chinam without money. So it's coming to say that she goes out also when she's a bagaris. So beim loy shneim. If it wouldn't say both, so let it just say she goes out when she's an iris. So of course we'll go out already when she's a bagaris. But then I would have said the yotzechinam is a bagris. Then I would have said that she goes out free. Is referring to. The time that she became a begeres, the kach nemru shneim. That's why it says both. Shleilitin pischem pele baladin nachlik. Not to give an opening of a mouth to one who wants to disagree and to say no that she should only go out when she's a begeres. So we say begeres, and then the additional one. So that makes it nidus. So we know that once she brings simone nidus, she will go out free. Pasuk yud base. Maki ishva meis meis One who strikes a person. And he dies, shall be put to death. So Tarashi Maki Ishva Meis. So Tarashi Kamuk Suvim Nemru BeParshas BeMisus Reitzchim. There are many verses that were written in the portion which deal with the death of murderers. Umashi Biyodel LeFarish Lama Bol Kulam. And what I have in my hand, in other words, I have the ability to explain why they're all coming to teach us. Afarish, I will explain. one who kills a person he dies should be put to death now we know already in the Sarasa Dibbis it says you shall not murder but it doesn't say there the punishment over there what takes place when somebody murders here the Torah says what takes place that if a person murders if a person smites another person and he dies so then that person who smites the person who killed should be put to death you must so Krashi, why do we have to say Loma Nemer? What does this posseg have to be said? Because Lepisha Nemar, because there's already a posseg that says in Vayikra Chavdal Yuzayin, it says over there, V'ish Kiyake Kol Nefesh Odom, a man who will smite any soul of a human being. So over there it says a person kills another person, Mois Yumas, he should put, put, be put to death. 
over there I can hear misa that uh, it's when you smite even if the person didn't die because over there you can see it doesn't say that he died over there it just says that he smit the soul of a man soul of a man doesn't necessarily Rashi says mean that you killed the person smiting the soul of a man can mean you just beat him up that's called an also smiting the soul of a man. That's what it seems that she's saying. Then I know that if you smit without death, you should still be killed. And if a person smites another person and he doesn't die, the person that smites should still be killed. That's why our posse tells you no. That you have to smite the person and he dies. That's when you're liable with Moishumas. You're only chayiv if you smit somebody that he died through the beating. And if it would have just says our pasik that you smite a man and he dies, so already why do we need the pasik of vayikra ishkiyakal nefesh adam? And it would not have said vayishkiyakem. A man who will uh, who will smite over there in Vayikra. Then you, I would say, ad that you're only the death penalty if you smit, you killed uh, an ish, a man. But if a person smites a woman or a minor, uh, which is not an ish, how do we know that you'll be also uh, the death for killing them? Talmud Loima, that's why the Pasuk over there tells you, Kiyake kol nefesh adam, that he smites all soul of man, any soul of man, whether woman, man, or a minor. Afilu cotton vafilu isha, even a minor or even a, a woman. The uh, oid, and further, Ilu nemar maki isha, another reason, had it just said, uh, 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 smiting a man uh, over here because it doesn't say who is smiting it just says smiting, uh, smiting a person we would say I would only hear even a minor who has smitten and killed should also be death penalty that's why over there the Pesach says the one who smiting has to be a man has to be an adult but not a minor that is beaten the Oid, and another reason, um, because when it says Kiyake Kol Nefesh Odom, is um, so over here. Now there's another reason why the Torah. Now we're going back. The, the Torah cannot write the other pasuk, the pasuk of just Vayikra, uh, because Kiyake Kol Nefesh Odom. When it says you'll smite any soul of man, I feel in the form of a mashma. That would mean even fetuses. That would be talking about even fetuses. before they were born, while they're still in their mother's womb. All right. So Talmud Leimar. So that's why the pasuk says Maki Ish. You smite a man, ain't You're not chayiv. until you smite a person who is. Already a Ben Kayama, a viable existing person, um, that he, um, one who is capable of becoming a man, another one, uh, an adult, but not 
something which is not yet, we don't know yet of the capability, which is still a fetus. That's not considered to be royally ish. Exactly to how to fit it in that royally ish only applies to a born and not to a fetus, I have to still figure out because Lukhaira fetus is also royally ish. But we're saying it has to be royally ish at the time. And there's a difference between a nafal, between a fetus and a an already born human being. So killing a a born human being you would hide Misa, but not for nafal. So according to the Rashi is like this. So from our Pasik alone, right? You would not know, number one, you would not know that you are chayiv for a woman and, because our pasuk is maki'ish, it seems to exclude a woman and it seems to exclude a cotton, right? And uh, so therefore, um, uh, we learn out, um, um, we learn out from the other pasuk that kol nefesh everybody, uh, a cotton and a isha also, and on the other hand, from there, if it said kol nefeshod, we would be mechayiv in the following. So Maki Ish tells us that it has to be royally is ish. Um, but on the other hand, uh, from the other pasuk, uh, we would have uh, thought that even if you're out killing, you would be chayiv. But here we're telling you, our pasuk is coming to say that kid has to be vameis; he has to die, uh, and also. Um, the um, our pasuk alone um, would seem even if a cotton does misa would be chayiv, and so that pasuk tells us the ish that you have to one who does this smiling has to be an ish. Now, what did Rashi mean in the pasuk when he says kama kesubim never be parshes misa sroitzchim umashim biyodu lefarish lamalibo kula mefarish? This is Rashi talking. Besides this, this this two pesukim Rashi explained very well. The pasuk over here and the pasuk of Yikrochov Dalit. Now Rashi, there's more other pesukim, and when we we'll get to those pesukim, we'll see what Rashi meant. Mashbiyod lefarish, lama baukul mefarish. Pasuk yud gimel. Ba'asher loyit sada, but one who did not stalk, meaning he didn't trap, he doesn't try to kill. But ve'alikimin eliyodik, but God brought it to his hands. You know, you killed somebody by accident, and you didn't trap, you didn't try to kill him. Hashem brought it to your hands. Then I'll make you a place to which you shall run away. If you kill somebody accidentally, you got to run away to Hashem says, I'll make you a place to run away with them. Ba'asher loy tzoda, what does it mean? He did not uh, stalk. Loy orav loy. He did not wait for him in uh, in wait to try to catch him. Then he's coming and he did not intend. Tzoda zoktrashi in the means loshen orav is an expression to lie in wait, you know, waiting for the like it says in Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel Aleph, Aleph, it says, But you are stalking my soul to take it. In other words, you're trying, you're laying in wait to try to take my soul. It is, however, impossible to say that Soda is Loshanat Sod Sayyid. Is uh, is an expression that is related to the hunting animals, as in the following verse, as it says in Ibrachis Chavzayin Lam Gimul the one who hunted game. So Tzadim in hunting, should say this is a Um 
so, so then what would be the Mashalay Tzada means he wouldn't hunt him down. So we can't say this. Why? should say this Chayis, a Neufel Hei B'Poyel Shalom. Because in the expression of hunting beasts, there is no hay in its verb. V'shem dover bo tzayid. And the noun related to it is tzayid. V'zeh shem dover bo tzidiyah. Whereas the noun in this case is tzidiyah. Upoyel shaloy tzudah. And his verb is uh, is is tuda. V'zeh poel shaloitzod, but the verb of this one, namely hunting, is is tzod. Vayimun ani pisraimanoi. Therefore, that is to be interpreted as kitargumai, as the tagum unculus translated, udlay chomenly, but he did not stalk him. Menachem Chibroi, Menachem, however, classified this in his Machberes, Bechelek Tzot Tzayit, in the grouping along with Hatzot Tzayit. But I disagree with him. Vim Yesh Lechabroi, Beachas Mimachlikis Shel Tzayit, Shel Tzayit, and if it is at all possible to classify it in one of the groupings of Tzad, enumerated by Menachem, uh, then we may classify it in the grouping of Yeshai of Yudbeit, Al Tzad Tinoseyu. In the grouping of on one side, Tzad, you shall be born. Tzad Tinoseyu. Um, or tzada ura, uh, I shall sh- shoot to the side, which is a shmuel aleph perichov pasichov. Umalin litzad ilo yimalil, and he will speak words uh, against litzad, uh, uh, meaning to the side, the most high. Uh, uh, um, Afkana should loy tzoda, so here too, should loy tzoda, asher means that he did not look sideways. Loy tzedet limtsoy shum tzad misa, to find him some occasion to kill him. Ba'avze yesh laharir alov. This interpretation too is questionable. Soif dove loshen oirivu. In any case, it is an expression of stalking. So asher loy tzoda means that he didn't stalk him. Stalk means you're laying in wait to try to catch him. But Hashem brought him about to his hands. The Hebrew of Ino made it ready for his hand. It's an expression similar to no harm will be prepared for you. No wrong shall be prepared. Which is a plusing malachim beis hey, and he's preparing himself against me. So, preparation meaning that he's preparing himself to find a pretext against me. So the means he prepared him to you. He he prepares to you. and Hashem prepared to his hands. But this is surprising. Hashem brought it to his hands. He did not trap him. Pasuk didn't say he did not trap him. 
But what happens? But he happened to kill him. The Torah says, "Befeirish v'alikim and aliyadei." It's not stamazay that he was. Hashem brought him to his hands. See, the pasuk doesn't say it was an accident. The Torah says an accident means that Hashem brought you to his, brought into your hands that this should happen. So Tanashi v'lama teitzis seis milfonav. Why should this happen from from Hashem? Why did Hashem make this happen? Why did Hashem make this happen? So Tanashi hushamer David. This is what David said. In Shmuel Aleph, Perik Chavdal, Pesach Gimel, Kasha Yoimar Meshalak Admani, as the proverb of the ancient one says, Mirshoyim Yitzeresha, from the wicked comes forth wickedness. So Kasha Moshalak Admani he Torah. The proverb of the ancient one is the Torah. Shu Moshalak Adish Baruch Hu, because that is the proverb of Hashem, the Holy One. Bless be He. Shu Kadmani Shalaylo, that He is the uh, first one is Moshe Lakadmani. He is the first one in the of the world. He's the first of the world. Where does the Torah say that from the wicked comes wickedness? This is this pasuk, first of the pasuk. But Hashem brought it to His hand. What does it mean? Hashem brought it to His hands. What is the pasuk dealing with? We're talking about two people. Echad harak shegig. One person killed somebody accidentally. Ve'echad harak mezid. The one killed somebody intentionally. So what happens is v'loy hoyu edim bedavar sheyu idu. There were no people to testify to tell us about this one. Really, if there were witnesses, what would happen? You'd have to run to um, the one who killed bemezid would have supposed to get yeah. killed, and the one who killed b'shegig was supposed to go away to ghosts. But since there was no, it was supposed to be exile. One, one of them killed exactly. It's called the place. To Arimiklot. And what happened? So Hashem, Zeloy Nerag, Vizeloy Gola. So the one who did it intention did not get killed because we know him, and the other one didn't get to Golos. Akadish Baruch Hu Mezamnon Lepundik Echad. And Akadish Baruch Hu Hashem brings them together to one inn, in one place. Zeshaharag b'meizid, the one who killed intentionally, Yoshev Tachas Asulam. He sits underneath the ladder. Zeshaharag Shoyelagig, the one who killed accidentally, Oyla Besulam is going up on the ladder. V'noifel al Zeshaharag b'meizid, and he falls on the one who killed intentionally. V'hergen and he kills him. V'edim edim alav, and then witnesses testify that he killed him. U'mechayvin oisil legolus, and they obligate him. Now they saw him; they obligate him to golus because he killed accidentally. So Nimsa, then it'll turn out Zeshaharak Bishogeg Goyla, the one who killed accidentally ends up going Golus, Vizeshaharak Bamazin Narag is killed. So this is what the meaning is Merishoyim Yitzarasha, the Moshlakadmoini, Mirishoyim Yitzarasha, that means that from um, uh, from the wicked comes forth wickedness. What does it mean from the wicked? <coughs> Who's the Russia? The one who killed Bishagik. <laughs> so, he's a Rosh also, I guess, because he called Bishagik. So, what does it mean comes forth wickedness? That he's going to end up killing somebody. Uh, he's going to end up killing somebody. So, Hashem brings it to him to kill him because this person already was supposed to go in Golos. I guess that person gets it twice. Once he was supposed to go to Golos, but there was no Edom over there, right? So, from evil somebody who has to go to Golos, Hashem brings forth further wickedness, which means what? 
this person needs to go to Golos. Hashem bring him for the wickedness of what is. Because he ends up killing the other person, so he does the wickedness. So means Hashem brings it to his hand. Hashem brought the other person, the one who's supposed to get killed, get killed to the hands of the Russia, to the one who killed accidentally. Because even though he did accidentally, he still gets called Russia. I think that's still still called Russia. So that's why it's Hashem brings it to his hands and Hashem makes that way that the justice comes forth so that the uh, guilty one will end up uh, killing uh, the other one by accident, then he will get uh, Golos. But the question really becomes, how does the first time around, how did it happen? So this guy already is killing this guy who amazed it, because he already killed Bishagig. But the first time that he killed Bishagig, who did he kill Bishagig the first time? You see, this is already the second time, right? One guy killed Bishagig, one guy killed Bishagig, right? This is just an example, but the first time when he killed Bishagig, the other one was also in Eliyad, there must have been. Uh, who was that the first time? Was that also the guy? There was no Aedis for him, and then there was no Aedis for him? So it's still a question. So Rashi says, interesting, I'll make you a place. Look, Rashi, even in the Midbar, I said, I'll make you a place, that he can run away there. What place would Koylet uh, that would take him in and that would give him protection? That would be Samachna Levia, that's the camp of Levia. I don't I don't know if there's any record of anybody killing everybody, even accidentally, in the in the in the midbar. But even in the midbar they had uh, they had an Orimiklot, Samtul Khamakai. They had a place in the in the midbar. But we know that it says Hashem will, Hashem says when on the other side, when they come at Eretz Yisrael, we'll learn later on, Hashem made Ori Miklot, the different places for the Ori Miklot, and the Rayardinim, when will be when Mashiach comes, Hashem is when Hashem gives you the rest, he'll make you more Ori Miklot. Now, and that's another problem, why would we need then an Ori Miklot? But that's, yeah. Uh, when somebody plots deliberately uh, against his friend to kill him with cunning, you know, he tri- tries to get him. So then, so from my Mizbech, we shall take him to die. This is what Rashi meant before. Okay, why do we have another puzzle here? Now, a person is intentionally cunning to kill his friend, you should take him away from his Mizbech to die. What does that mean? What does it say? The fish and Amar Maki Ish, that one who smites a man, you can, even if you kill a guy, or if it's a Raifa or it's a doctor that kills by accident. Let's say a doctor does an procedure and he kills a person. Or based in or a agent of based that is supposed to give lashes to to Malkis Arboyim. By lashing 40, or minus 1, Rashi says 40, but it's 40 minus 1, but giving the 40 lashes. And Ba'avamakas Benoyer, a father who beats his son, or a master, a teacher, who, who beats up on his student because he's trying to teach him. And one who does it by accident. All these people, they're all exclu- uh, excluded. Tamud Laimar Vichi Yazid. Chiyazid means if you intentionally, 
and not accidentally. It goes backwards now in the Pusik, on what Rashi says. Al Reyehu means as his friend is Veloy Al Goyim, not on a Goyim. So that goes back to the first one. Lahorge Be'arma, kill him, him cunningly. That is Veloy Shleach Bezdin, but not a agent of Bezdin. Uh, or Vereife, Vereife. Uh, and also not a Reife, and not the Reifez Benoi, not the one who is being Reide, his son. Uh, by, before they used the word, uh, by the Talmud they used the word Reide, but here, by the son they used before Makias Benoi, but here he uses Reide as Benoi the Talmud, that he disciplines his son and his students. So, Afa Marimim, even though that they are intentional, they are not. Uh, Cunning, they're not trying to kill them. Now, um, again, Rashi's, again, if we even take a lot of Rashi, it's, um, it's a little schwer why Rashi starts off with one and then jumps to the other to try to explain how all these things fall into place. But we know that in order to kill, um, that, you know, uh, maybe, maybe it's, 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 it's in, in the likelihood. A Reife is bound to make a mistake to kill, and uh, Ashliach Bezdin is the next one. Uh, uh, least likely is the um, is the Av Hamakas Benoi and Rav Reidas Tamidei and the Shaykh and but then La Rashi brings down in the order of the Pasik the Yozid the and then the Pasik doesn't have it in that order that is, is most common and the uh, Shaykh and then Al Reyehu Veloy Al Goy. Uh, that's the order, and then the Argeb Arma uh, excludes the the uh, the Shliach Beisdin. Here it does follow the order already, the Shliach Beisdin, but the Rashi switches again from the Reife. Uh, in, the, in the case he brings out Reife, here brings out Shliach Beisdin, then the Reife, and then he goes to Reide as Benayi Tamidim. All right, we need an explanation why Rashi changes around the words of him. Meim Mizbichi, Dr. Rashi, Ima Yokoyen. If he were a Kayan, what does it mean? To, if he's a Kayan and wants to do the Vedah, you take him to die. Which means that he can't have excuses. He wants to do service, everything else. If he deserves the death, then it doesn't matter. One who strikes his father or his mother. Now, the, the previous case is one of the cases Rashi is Mafarish. Rashi says, That's one of them. That's another case. Uh, and one who strikes his father or mother shall surely be put to death. So, one who strikes his father or mother, because we learned that one who strikes a friend of his has to pay but doesn't get the death penalty. That's why he has to say one who wounds his father and the same thing as his mother. Rashi Chaps on example, that he gets Misa. He's not liable except for a blow that causes a wind, uh, a wound, not like just a makeh, but a, a wound. It doesn't mean both. Makeh doesn't have to do both. Or the either one. That means by strangulation. And whoever kidnaps a person if you kill him, and is found in his possession. Uh, in other words, before he sold it. 
ונמצא ביודי. So then, Moishumas, then he shall certainly die. We'll to see what happens after his, his death. Let's see what happens to Rashi says here. We're going to be Shemachor, it's a Rashi, Loma Nemar. Why is this Pasik saying? Again, because we have another Pasik like this, the Pisha Nemar. Because in Dvorim Chavdal, the Pasik Zayn, it says, Ki Motzi Ish Koin of Nefesh Mochif. Over there it says, You find a man who steals a soul of his brothers. You know, he's stealing a Jewish person. Um. So from there we only know that a man that steals a soul that shall be put to death over there. But Isha, a woman who steals. Oitumtumadreginus. are people that we're not sure whether they're males or females. Either a tumtum, you can't say if he sees a male or female, or an adreginus is somebody who has both sides of a male and a female. Shagonvu, that if they steal, Menayin, what do you know? Because the Pesach says, Ish. Talmud Leimar, that's why, over there it says, Kimotzi Ish Goinav. That's why Talmud Leimar, Goinav Ish Mechorei. So here it says, anybody who steals a man, doesn't matter, doesn't have to be uh, uh, an Ish, uh, um, it doesn't have to be, a, a, the Goinav doesn't have to be an Ish. Like it says there, Kimotzi Ish Goinav. As long going of anybody who, who steals. Um, now over here Rashi brings down uh, the tumtum nadreginus, uh, but um, with regards to who does the stealing. The question that I want to try to figure out here is how come before, when Rashi brought down the pasuk of the ishkiyake called nefesh odom, and Rashi wanted to know why we need the pasuk of maki ish. Uh, why doesn't why don't we also say over there what we say over here that from the pasuk the ish kiyake is mashma only an ish? How do we know uh, isha? Um, how do we know a uh, tumtum and adreginus that they make and the could have said that's why it's saying over here make ish also. So I don't know why uh, over here we didn't say that before in pasuk base. Um, now, uh, here it says Goinev Ish, Goinev Isha Minayin. How do you know if you steal a woman? Talmud Laimar Goinev Nefesh. Over there, that's why it says Goinev Nefesh. Now, by us, prior in the previous parts, when we talked about, uh, about killing, uh, over there we also says that had it said just our Pasuk, we would have said only Ish, but how do we know? If you murder a, uh, a woman and a cotton, it said before. L'chayre, when you sell, you should be chayiv. If you gone of a person, if you gone of a child, and you sell him, l'chayre, you'll be chayiv too. So why does Rashi just bring down over here Isha, and doesn't bring down a minor over here? What one is lacking, uh, the other one reveals. I don't know exactly why... Over here, there's no cotton over here. The same thing should be by cotton. The name of Yadai, and it will be found in his hand. So, Rashi, what is the name of Yadai? Shadau, Edim, Shagonvoi, Umachoroi. That is, they saw him that he if found, they saw him in his hand, but he also sold it. The name of Yadai, Kvarkoi, the Mechira, and he. Uh, 
the kidnapped person was found in his hand prior to the sale. In other words, that the Pasuk Nimtzah is telling you, you just didn't just kidnap him. You're not chayv just for kidnapping. You're chayv for kidnapping and selling. But that we learn off the word. It doesn't say you sell him over here. It, no, it says, we're going to Yishu But the Nimtzah means that they know they know that he had him uh, in his hand before the sale. I mean, I don't understand. What does it mean if he sold him, he had to have him? Uh, what happens if they just know that this person sold him, but they don't know that he ever possessed him? Uh, let's say somebody is selling somebody else without ever doing the transaction. Like, if you, he didn't never held on to this person. Let's say you're selling one person to another person, and you're selling him a person that you never actually had in your possession, then maybe you're not going to be chayim. But Rashi, because Rashi says, he has to be filed in his hand before the sale. Um, the problem we have is, how could it be nimtzabiyode after you sold him that it's not nimtzabiyode? How could it be yeah. if you stole somebody and you sell him? How do you, uh, huh? How do you? How could you find him? How could you find him in your hand after you sold him? No, it says you sold him. It doesn't say you brought him back again. So how is it found in your hand? So Rashi says, it needs to be ugly before it was found in your hand. That's the meaning of Kvar uh, Mechira. I don't know that Rashi means to say you have to actually find him. It means to say that we know that you owned, that you sold him, that it was yours. Rashi just explaining maybe the possible here. Mois Yumos, what does it mean? She certainly dies with Rashi Bechenek. This means by strangulation. You strangle the person. Uh, anytime that the Torah says just Misa, just says Mois Yumos means Chenek. So, before, when it says before in Pasukit Beis, Maki Isho Mois Yumos, that means Chenek, right? When it says uh, before, um, um, but, so why, why does Rashi wait to tell us what the Mois Yumos is? Um, over here, uh, at this place over here, when it comes to um, uh, why did Rashi not say this before? That is uh, um, I don't know, maybe Rashi is going on both of them, you know, the completion of the same. So Rashi, the Hifsiko Inyan, the cost of the going of Ish, and he interrupted the, uh, the subject matter and he writes in between because now we're going to talk about one who curses fathers and mother so it would make sense to talk about the father and mother one after the other without bringing in it seems to me that this is the disagreement the uh, uh, that we compare Smiling to cursing, Omar Sover, and the one holds, Lemakshina, we do not compare. Like this, that one Tane, one, one Tane holds that we are comparing striking someone to cursing. In other words, just as one is liable only if one curses a person who keeps the commandments, as befits a Jew, so too is one liable only for striking a person who keeps the commandments but not for striking a person who is a disbeliever. And the other, 
Rabbi holds that we do not compare cursing to striking, and thus one would be liable for striking a person, even though uh, someone who doesn't believe, even though he does not keep the uh, commandments. Um, so there is somehow uh, wanting to prosecute Zayin or Mekalil and one who curses his father or his mother shall be put to death. Why does it say this pasuk over here? Because he already says a pasuk in Vayikrochov pasuk test. Ish asher yikalal asovivi imoi as o ashes oviv, only elo ish shekilal as oviv, only a man who curses his father. Isha shekilal asoviha, but a woman that uh, curses the father benign. How do we know? Talmud leimar umekalal. No matter isha isha, but a cursor, whoever curses oviv imoi, stam ben ish uben isha, whether a man or a woman. So why does it say over there, Ish Asher Yikalil, and then here it has to say Mikalil to exclude that, is Lohitzias HaKotten, to exclude a cotton. Mois Yumos, over here it says Biskilo, it's Biskilo. Uh, um, so, um, because in the Pasik in Baikro Chav Pasik Tez, over there the Pasik says, Domov Boy. So, therefore, here it just says Moisumos, doesn't say specifically. Rashi said before, if it just says Moisumos, then it's Bechenek. But over there, um, the Pasik adds when it talks of Ayikra. Uh, so, there it says, uh, the Pasik says, Befeirish, uh, Moisumov, uh, and then it says, Avi Mekila Domov Boy. So, Rashi, that means Bechkila. Bechom Makosh Nema Domov Boy, Biskila. Binyan Avla Kulam, where is the. Uh, Binyan uh, Av, where we learn out uh, from the Av uh, from all places in Vayikra Chof Chof Zayin. Over there it says Be'erven Yirgimu Aisam. It says Be'erven Yirgimu Aisam the Mayim Bom. And so Obi Mekalal Aviv Imay and by Mekalal Aviv Imay Nemar Dama Boyin in Vayikra Chof So therefore the Moish Yumas that it says over here. With regards to the kalav imay, also means biskila. Pasuk yuchas v'chiyirivan anoshim, and if man will quarrel, v'hika ishasrei ehu, and a man will strike his friend by even with a stone, with a stone, or be'egrif or with a fist, v'lo yamus, and he doesn't die, didn't kill him, and not for the mishkop, but he fell to bed. Why is this pasuk written in Because later on, pasuk of Dalit, it's written with regards to damages that one does to his friend. Ayin tachas ayin, an eye for an eye, meaning you have to pay the money for the eye. No, we did not learn So we only learned about the money for the limbs that you have to pay for them. But we hadn't learned about paying for the t- wasted time uh, and doctor's bills. Uh, we hadn't learned it. That's why this parsha is teaching us about those um, about those obligations. The Targum renders it 
that he falls into idleness. Lemishkov means uh, the idleness. To a sickness that uh, takes him away, is mevatl him, prevents him from doing his work. So, im pasgutes. So, im Yaakov is halich If he gets up and uh, he walks, you know, about outside, al mishantoi. On his uh, on his support, in other words, on his own, on himself, on his own koiches. So then, viniko hamake. So then, the one who uh, smit, uh, who hiko, the one who beat, uh, should be uh, cleared uh, from you know the death penalty. Uh, but we'll see. Rashi says uh, what it means. Um, but the positive viniko hamake rak shifte but he has to give the payment for his uh, idleness, for sitting, for wasting time. Verapo yirapin is to pay for his uh, doctor's bill. Al mishantoi zoktrashi al buryevikoyche on his support means on his health and his strength. Venikah maka and the one who beat should be cleared. Zoktrashi vichisala al daitchoshi horik zeshul horik. Why do we need to have a posse tell us that he will be clear, the one who beat, you know, the guy is walking around, would that enter your mind that a person should get killed, even though he hadn't killed? But it teaches you here, that you imprison him, you imprison the person who beat the other guy, until we see him, as if he heals. And this is the when this guy gets up and he walks on his own. So then these beaters should be cleared, meaning he can let him out of prison. So Nika Maka doesn't mean he's gonna kill, we can let him out of prison. But until this guy doesn't get up, so the Maka, the one who beat, will not be cleared. Rak shivtoi, Doctor Rashi bitul melachtoi machmasachoyli. Shivtoi means the waste of his work, not being able to work because of his sickness. Im kota yodei oiragloi. If he cut off his hand or his foot, roim bitul melachtoi. Then we see um, the waste of his work from now on. Machmasachoyli because of the sickness. Ilu hushemer kishuin. As if he was now a guard. Of the squash, because even after the sickness, uh, he's not fit anymore to doing uh, work that requires a hand and a foot. He doesn't have a hand and a foot. Uh, so that already paid for. So the nezek that's ayin tachas ayin he paid the meyod veragli. So you pay the waste. But now because he is sick, he can't even do the Shemar Kishurim part. And that is something that he could be doing. He didn't pay for that. for not. He paid for not being able to work. And the rest, that's the Yad Tachas Yad, which is later on. But here we're talking, Shifta Yitain is the bit Machzochel. But you pay the wages, the payment that you have to pay for the doctor's bill.